Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, my first reaction is just fuck yes, let's go. Socks is that's that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in house in the central division. That's right. I'm a meatball. You got to bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keuchel, Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, Steve would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. White Sox fans, welcome in to Socks on Tap. After dark, it's Johnny Nani here alongside Tony Marchese after White Sox hammer the Halos. Tony, was that even real? That exists? Did that actually no, happen? I, I, have, I have no idea. I know you cracked one earlier, but the Johnny Cheers crack them. Um, uh, I'm, I'm just speechless right now. This was so I, fantastic. I thought that we would be on here talking about the same old bullshit, and here we are tonight. After an offensive explosion in the fifth inning, the glasses are back. It's a great fucking time to be a White Sox fan, at least until the White Sox play again, Johnny. So let's enjoy this. Yeah, let's savor this one, Tony. We will. We'll do that. I'll savor that beer. I'll savor this. Here. You know, I got to make my name. I changed. I'm, I've been in the habit of changing the name here. And now, you know, last night I was dead inside after they beat themselves. Now, like I said, I'm still going back to that. Was that real? Um, and we'll have some cross of real uh, and uh, dreamland later on uh, in this edition of Socks on Tap after dark, Tony. I'm excited to get to it. But, man, uh, you know, you talk about this one uh, as we dive into the game, man, uh, going down 3 uh, 0 in the third inning and then a pair of five run innings. Been a while since we've seen consistent crooked numbers up on the board for our White Sox. How good did that feel? Hey, I mean, Hawk Harrelson made a, a guest appearance in the booth the other night while you were at the ball game. He didn't get the call in anything, but he did wave to the fans. Crooked numbers are cool and tough. You have to love the White Sox putting up crooked numbers late, Johnny. It just feels it, it feels right to be on here talking about this tonight. I didn't think I didn't think they had five run innings in them, at least just judging by the feel of this game early on. Did not feel that they had five runs, five run innings in them tonight. Kudos to this offense, but I have to drop it. Ball go far, team go far, wins again on the night. Confirmed, confirmed. I mean, it's a simple concept. We we talk about it a lot here. Uh, It's a widely spread uh, phrase on Twitter.com, but it's so true. It's so true, and you saw the power of that, uh, being able to jumpstart the rally uh, with that. But, Tony, you you talked about going down and this not really feeling like it, you know, was going to play out the way that it ultimately ended up doing so. Um, Kind of a tale of two games here, in my opinion, because um, you go out and you see Johnny Cueto kind of, maneuvering his back a little bit weird and you're like oh my god are we really gonna have an unplanned bullpen day here i legitimately that's where my first thought went and then he stays in okay uh you know he gets through the the first couple of innings and then the third inning they're hitting everything and hitting it hard off of him three solo home runs velasquez uh trout otani right um that did not feel good because you know MLB is going to post up the highlights immediately, and that's going to be the talking point. Guess what? They didn't even post one White Sox highlight for the record. For the record, um, but 
you, it, might, after, you, might, after, you might just be a little concerned about yeah, that. Right. After that happens, I, I'll admit, I love being wrong about this. We talk about this all the time. I tweeted, Ova, Ova. That's how I felt at that time in the game. I don't know about you. Uh, no, Johnny, I never feel that it's over as the resident White Sox homer on this show who believes that well, they're always gonna. Uh, I, I felt that the White Sox were still going to win this game and that I would be able to put these glasses on, drink a couple victory beers with you. And I had all the faith in the world that the White Sox were going to just come out triumphant later on in this ball game. Fuck no. It felt over. It felt like it was the worst five minutes of your life just sitting there thinking here we go again it's the vets that there's always something white socks it, it it felt like that during that inning and the tweaked back portion of this johnny i just really want to emphasize on it that was the first time all year where you saw the camera pan to somebody and the just the booth talk about that didn't look good and it wound up okay for the White Sox. That was the first time. And I feel like we all drifted off into a deep right. sleep at that point and were dreaming that Johnny Quito didn't get pulled from this game because in an alternate universe, Johnny, we're talking about something completely different tonight. Right. Yeah, that's like, you know, another thing too. Obviously, we're, we're going to talk about a lot of the offense here because there was a lot of it, and that's a very nice topic of discussion uh, on our rundown here, Tony. But um, like you had ta- I think it's funny that you bring that up because that, that's exactly where my mind went as well. And it, it was a game overall in which the White Sox did not really inflict any uh major stress upon themselves maybe you could kind of maybe point to that what six inning leaving the bases loaded that's about the only time when you you know grand is just an inopportunistic thing but they were able to make up for it very well uh in the next inning and some and they did not suffer an injury i didn't see many stupid plays in the base pass there was like one error in there but it was kind of in garbage time so overall not really that's so white Sox moments in this one no, and and Johnny, I mean, the, the defense was drawn up perfectly today by Tony La Russa. He knew exactly where guys weren't going to hit the ball. I didn't see any Gavin Sheets weird shit going on. <laughs> Lurie Garcia played a decent left field. It was almost, it was almost as if it worked out tonight for the White Sox. And, and this is what I want to go to, Johnny, as well. When we entered that alternate universe where the White Sox win this game after Johnny Cueto suffered the back injury that that sets him out for three or four weeks and we're dealing with Vince Velasquez and our rotation, it's Sox on tap after dark. I can do this. Yeah. When we entered that alternate universe, all of a sudden, choppers down the line were fair. Balls were dropping in that used to hang up just a little bit longer. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's where we are tonight, Johnny. We're living in an after dark life where things just worked out for the White Sox tonight. And I feel feel like it was like almost like a monkey off the back. Remember the rally monkey 
were mm-hmm. talking about something that you needed to slaughter. The <laughs> Angels rally monkey was slaughtered tonight by the White Sox bats. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. It was a sacrificial lamb. I really like that you bring up like the choppers down the line because there's just been so many of them this year. It's like few and far between that. It's yes. actually like a close one's like going our way uh, when it goes. And you saw one that was like basically like right on the chalk for a guy that was just coming back tonight and Yoan Mancata. Um, and he was able to get a double down the line there. And it was, you know, I'm talking like, you know, yes. say game of inches, more like, you know, uh, you know, uh, fractions of inches when you're talking about that. And yeah, it, it was the alternate reality um, uh, of this thing. Tony, let's get into some of the offense and how this thing went down. Obviously we talked about the angels getting out to that three Oh lead early, but uh, top of the fifth, the first five run inning for the white Sox tonight, Sebi with the R- uh, RBI double uh, to get us on the board. And then Josh Harrison, man uh, smokes a ball out to left field. Um, this guy had a couple of good games in, in the Toronto series. Kind of went a little quiet, cold after that. So you see the DFA's talk start to pick up again. And uh, I, I like what you put out there, man. He sees your mean tweets, and he doesn't care. He didn't care tonight. Josh Harrison reads all of your tweets, and he doesn't give a flying fuck. It should have been the headline here. He, he laughs at, at NWI Steve articles. He's, yes, he's laughing at the NWI Steve article. I still find it funny that uh, Josh Harrison's uh, agent actually commented on that article on twitter.com after nwi steve wrote it josh harrison definitely saw what nwi steve wrote and maybe that was the motivation he needs he leaves the art again today johnny that there we go we're 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 influencing white Sox baseball here as we write about it and talk about it on this show nwi steve calls for josh harrison to be dfa'd there's a headline the next day or a couple of days later that says Josh Harrison read your mean tweets and doesn't care after he's leaving the yard again. Steve's a big ball go far, team go far guy, guy Johnny. I, th- I think, you know, you might have to start to give some credit to our guy here who's making things happen. I, I think I can sum it up in two words. Hashtag influencer, hashtag confirmed. Yes. I think that that's where we're going when you're talking about the effect that maybe an NWI Steve Post had uh, on one Josh Harrison. But, Tony, I like as we, you know, it's easy to go and just, like, look at all these and we could read off exactly what everyone did. But, you know, we're always talking about kind of momentum, morale, um, you know, boys are buzzing. We like to do that. Well, guess what? Josh Harrison got the boys buzzing. Obviously, you have to put the ball out of the yard to be able to do this. But his little kind of, sh- like, you know, uh, his hop a little bit, not Sammy Sosa-esque, but you could tell he was jetting down the line there, and that definitely got the boys going there. Uh, and guess what? Luis Robert, uh, it piles on even more, gives White Sox the lead here uh, with a two-run home run of his own. Tony, when we were doing picks to click last night, did I not say that I wanted to see Mike Trout's back turn center field? The back of his jersey as he's watching a Luis Robert bomb leave the yard? That happened tonight. You, you did, and I'm pretty sure a couple of the White Sox beat writers who were there actually detailed that in some tweets about how it's not so often that the center fielder's back turn. It's not like we're living in a simulation here, Johnny. These things happen. These things happen. They're spoken to existence on the show, and then you go out and you watch the game tomorrow, and, and maybe things happen. But what's so impressive to me, you bring up the the swagger from Josh Harrison there just a little bit. It, it's very interesting how much that goes into the fun. The thing that the White Sox have lacked all year is a little bit of that fun. They had it last year with Billy Hamilton. They had it with uh, 
uh, Brian Goodwin, just the, the, the interaction that you have with the ball club. This team has missed that all fucking year, Johnny. And when you see a guy just kind of start to have a little fun because he just, you know, hit one out of the ballpark or scored on a close play, that Josh Harrison moment was really nice to see. And just to preface this, they go out tomorrow and lay an egg against Shohei Otani and they lose two in a row. I'm not going to enjoy this any less because that was cool to see. That moment there, Johnny, was cool to see. And for one night, just live it because you don't get these types of things very often. But I also think it's something that can spark some stuff. And the evidence that I saw afterwards is Luis Robert go try and fucking murder one himself. And that's exactly what he did because this shit's contagious. Right. Yeah, yeah, I've talked about it, you know, offense being contagious. I do want, I will say, uh, yes, absolutely savor it tonight. We should fucking anytime team wins, whether it's by one run or by 10 runs, should savor it, right? Uh, but with this one, I want to see it continued over a stretch because I've always, you know, I, I have harped on it. You know, when are the White Sox going to make a yes. statement? When are they going to turn the thing around? Like, I, I just want to see that build from game to game to game to game, right? Series to series. Just start stringing those together even if you're not winning every single game it's the energy with which you play it's the uh, mentality in the clubhouse it's the are the boys loose having fun free to do what they're doing or are they pressing really hard and gripping the bat too tight and they you know uh don't couldn't even hit a beach ball if it came across home plate so that you know i want to just see this translate over like i said game to game series to series and month to month eventually right um, mm-hmm. that's what you want to see uh, and build some momentum here uh, as we're going forward because they need it. They need to get back in this race here. Okay, uh, as we get back to this game here, as I mentioned, top six, we leave the bases loaded. That's a tough one to swallow at the time because it's only a 5-3 game. But, hey, man, another five-run crooked number on the scoreboard in the top of the seventh inning. Uh, I think there was some uh, pitch tipping. You saw the, the video of Mike Trout uh, kind of, uh, you know, not haggling, but uh, trying to point out the issue what was going on uh, with his relief core out there on the mound. But, hey, it, when the other team makes mistakes, you fucking take advantage of it, and that's what the White Sox were able to do. Uh, Pito, Mancata, Zavala, Harrison, all RBI hits in this inning, some multi-RBI. Um, Tony, it, it was great to see everyone get involved for the most part. Johnny, I think one thing that the White Sox have really failed to do, not only just have that you know lady luck on their side so far this year, is take advantage of other teams' mistakes. This is really the first time all year where you've seen a string of hits, some offensive power, so just a really good plate approach coupled with taking advantage of mistakes that the opponent is making. We've we've talked about a lot of Super Joe sends that have been just absolutely abysmal all year. And there's an aggressiveness that comes with that. Tonight it worked because you were taking advantage of just everything that you absolutely could in order to win a ball game and do it in some in the first time all year, really cutthroat fashion. Right. Like we went to Jose Ruiz at the end of this ball game because you could instead of because you had to. And that culminates in two five run innings where your sends work. The offense is is hitting the ball off of a guy who's tipping pitches and everything is kind of working. 
Good baseball teams do that all the time. Watch the New York Yankees play. They will exploit every single weakness of the opposing ball club. The Sox were able to do that tonight. That's why this is exciting. This is why you, this this is what you expect from the Chicago White Sox team. Like Johnny says, on a series to series basis, which turns into a week to week basis, which turns into month to month. We've seen flashes of it tonight. You kind of saw it culminate. The Angels aren't a bad ball club, but the Sox were able to take advantage of a weakness within their bullpen. Their offense worked the way that it should. And so you see what that product can look like. This can either turn into a very frustrating thing for the next couple of weeks, or it can turn into a great thing. So far this year, you've seen it turn into a frustrating thing. But Johnny, I am totally with you. You need to turn this into something that's long term. Right. We've been we've been asking for it for the longest time. Like I said, I wrote it back after the Yankees series and I'll go back and harp on it again. You know, when are the White Sox going to make a statement? And I I will say as great as this win is, and I'm not taking away from our little celebration that we have going on here, Tony. I need to see it over a continuous stretch before I'm really bought in and say to, you know, kind of declare like we like to here and say they are hashtag back. Right. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. This team is nowhere near hashtag back right now. I'm just focused on here's what went right for this team. Here's how this can change in an instant. There's a lot of people. Here's that, how this can feel. Yes, here's how this can feel. That's that's perfect. Because the feeling right now around this team is opponent puts up three runs over. Opponent puts up three runs fire Tony LaRusso, trade everybody, Rick Hahn's terrible, whatever your go-to take is for shit's gone wrong, you want this team to feel like they did today where you go put up multiple five-run innings and it doesn't even fucking matter anymore. That's That's what the offense can do. That's what they should be held accountable for. So it's understandable to see where the frustration is when you get a display like this. That's how it should work. Right. And you're not going to score double-digit runs every single game. But it's the fact of that you can go down and you know you have the prowess to do it. You have the bats to do it. You have the guys that can put the ball out of the ballpark, which they have done you know, criminally underachieving there. Um, in that category this year. So I want to see, we want to see more fireworks. We always talk about, it, especially, you know, when you're back at 35th and shields, but Hey, if you're in a away game, I know you're out in the driveway. You can light some bottle rocket sauce. So you can still get your firework fix a little bit. Um, you know, it's, it's something that needs to continue. That, that's the, the biggest point uh, that I could take away from this uh, game here. Um, let's talk a little bit more uh, about. It should look like the trailer park boys meme. Lighting yes. off some fireworks right. because, I'm you know, Gavin Sheets just that, added yeah. a third home run. Yeah. To yeah. the ending. That's what the, that's what this should be. Yeah, it absolutely should. All right, let's give a little credit to Johnny Cueto because obviously offense steals headlines here. But hey, Johnny Cueto, despite that third inning in which he got hit pretty hard uh, with the three solo home runs, that that was it. That was the extent of the damage on him in terms of runs coming coming across the plate. Uh, he went six innings, seven hits, those three earned runs, one walk, five strikeouts. Um, Tony, 
especially given the potential of him, you know, battling through some back issues. Um, maybe it just took a little bit for him to get, you know, uh, loosened up. Maybe it wasn't fully uh, stretched or just something was felt, felt a little off. You ever feel that, you know, sleep wrong on your back and it feels a little weird. He battled through that, whatever it was, he's a gamer and he battled through that. He's a veteran guy. And, and I like uh, seeing that out of him. I do as well. It's funny you bring that up. I, I definitely slept on my neck wrong last night. I woke up feeling just a little pinch in the, you know, in the left shoulder area, upper neck area, things were just a little tight when I got started today, Johnny. And, you know, maybe that's how Johnny Cueto felt. It's it's just, it's not a simulation. This is real life. Uh, but, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, he battled through something there. You know he did because he took a little bit of extra time, went to the rosin bag, kind of got himself settled uh, when he was feeling all that. Went to the clubhouse so, after the first. Yeah. Uh, something wasn't right there. He battled through it. He got the job done. That's something that you really haven't seen as a White Sox fan thus far this year. When you see a guy who's battling through something, you are now conditioned as a White Sox fan to assume the worst because the worst has been pretty much the outcome all year. Yeah. Major kudos to Johnny Cueto for battling through whatever he went through. I'm not saying that other guys are soft. I'm not saying that Johnny Cueto is a rock star for this, but kudos to Johnny Cueto for getting through that and just the baseball gods for allowing this to even happen, Johnny. Yeah, giving his team a chance to win. That's what we talk about all the time. I mean, it's, you know, that's what you need from your starter. And, yes, P-Boats, thank you. Johnny Cueto is cool and tough. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube, on Damn Sportsnet, uh, so you can join the conversation. Feature comments like we just did with P-Boats there. Johnny Cueto, cool and tough. Hashtag confirmed. Um, as I just like think about Johnny Cueto, though, he is Mr. Length of this rotation right now. Yes. I can't remember a start that's been like fewer than five innings. And most of them are usually six and get up there to seven. Did it against hey, Houston. So for, for the first time, the, the White Sox starting rotation has strung together multiple six inning plus starts. This has been great for the bullpen. Uh, you haven't had to expose a lot. I know the results haven't been all that great on the back end of some of these things, but for the first week that it feels like in a couple of weeks, Johnny, we're not sitting here saying, holy shit, the bullpen is taxed. The bullpen is taxed. And right now we know it as White Sox fans, that Chicago White Sox bullpen is not what it's built up to be. You're missing Garrett Crochet for the year. You're missing Liam Hendricks right now. Aaron Bummer is not part of this thing. There are multiple high leverage guys who are down in that bullpen. And the best way to win ball games is to minimize exposure to your weakness. The starting staff has done an excellent job of going deep in these ball games and giving the White Sox a chance to win. The offense has been the thing that's lagging behind. You see the starting rotation, the offense. Go off today, two out of three. It's not a surprise to me the White Sox won this ball game. Yeah, no, yeah, me either. Yeah, overall, I mean, you, you, there's very, very little to complain about because, um, you know, last night we were talking about the issues that they inflicted upon themselves that ended up resulting in a loss. And I just go back to what uh, the kind of point that I had made here in the it's always something department. Well, there might not have been really a whole lot of, you know, something tonight. It was all pretty fucking smooth like i said outside of that little uh you know you, you fall behind but uh the ability to rally like they should like we know they can we know they have the bats to do i'm you know sound like a broken record here 
but it's just true because we have not seen it nearly as consistently uh, as we had all wished uh, for this one. Tony, um, White Sox will have a chance to take the series in Anaheim uh, on Wednesday evening, or excuse me, yeah, Wednesday. We are already in Wednesday, uh, recording this about 12.40 a.m. for Sox on tap after dark, but uh, premier pitching matchup. You're talking Michael Kopech for the White Sox, Shoei Otani for the Angels. What are you expecting from this ballgame? I'm expecting a hard-fought battle, Johnny. And, you know, you, you look at most of the just like, you know, you got two rock star pitchers on the mound, ball games that get previewed like this. It, it's really easy to fall into the trap and say it's going to be a pitcher's duel. It's going to be one of these great matchups where both of these guys are going to go seven innings toe-to-toe and it's going to be whoever scores first wins. That's what all baseball fans are expecting. Now, just because I'm going to go out and say this, it's going to be a great pitcher's duel, but I think you get a high-scoring ball game tomorrow. You saw the White Sox come out and just do some damage against Justin Verlander. They've got their momentum right now. I think the Sox are going to come in, strike first on Shohei Otani. It's going to be it's going to be real nice. And then, you know, Michael Kopech will be cruising along, and then all of a sudden he might run into a little bit of trouble, and things might fall off the rails a little bit, and you're going to wind up in one of those high-scoring affairs. I'm not going to give my final prediction for this one, but I think it'll be a little bit more high-scoring than people are assuming right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can see that, and that is contingent on the White Sox continuing that momentum. I know you have a much tougher task ahead uh, when you're talking about Shoyo Otani and his ridiculous strikeout rate, and yes, um, he, he is an excellent, deceptive pitcher. Uh, he's got a lot of stuff that works for him and works well and moves and it's nasty. Uh, but Michael Kopech, on the other hand, uh, we've seen him do it to a good lineup in the Yankees, right? Um, yes. we, we've seen him do things against the Dodgers, right? Um, you know, it, it's not out of the question that Michael Kopech can match, be right around that level when you're talking about end results uh, with Shoei Otani there. But I think it will be key for Michael Kopech with the control because when he seems to get in trouble, it is usually walks that start off those troublesome innings. Yeah, let's not walk guys in front of the middle of this order. That's going to be huge for Michael Kopech. And what I'm and what I'm saying, walking guys in front of the middle of this order. I mean, it's going to be very imperative that Michael Kopech does just flawlessly seven, eight, nine, one within that Angels order because you do not want to go face. Otani and Trout in the middle of that order with runners on base because that's where you will incur damage. So I'm watching how Michael Kopech's going to do against seven, Ward. eight, nine. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. then Ward because honestly, man, you can give up a, a solo shot to Otani. Yeah, you can give up. Yeah, exactly. What you saw tonight, you can, you can get beat by those guys. And in fact, they are going to beat you but you have to be able to just roll yourself through and limit any sort of damage. And I think the White Sox will have a shot. That's really the key, especially against uh, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim or whatever they want to call them. Yeah, of Orange County, of Southern California, of all yes. that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I like that. Good, good breakdown here, Tony. Um, give me a pick to click, though, who's up in the White Sox to get it done on the series finale. 
You know, Johnny, it's 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 probably AJ Pollock time again, isn't it? It's getting it's getting yeah. pretty close. Not in the lineup today. Um, not sure what that's about, but uh, White Sox win this one, so you can't really comment on that. But I feel like it's going to be AJ Pollock time again to do something. You saw him chatting back and forth with Jose Abreu after Jose Abreu reached first base. I believe that was in the fifth inning. And uh, I just feel like the vibes are good, and, and AJ Pollock wants to get out there and do some do some damage. So I'm going to go AJ Pollock if he's in the lineup. I'll take my boy Gavin Sheets if that's not the case. All right, yeah, um, a guy that you know uh, has maybe not gotten some of the recognition from uh, some of these games, and he was an offer tonight, but. Uh, we all know how well he has hit, uh, especially since calendar flipped to June. Uh, and that is Mr. Andrew Vaughn AV Club meets in Orange County, Los Angeles, Angels, Anaheim Stadium, whatever it is. Um, I'm going Andrew Vaughn. I love it. I love it. All right. This is Socks on Tap After Dark. And we're getting close to the end of the episode here. So I, I put this out on Twitter. I'm going to share a little bedtime story with the people, and it is all tied into White Sox baseball's White Sox infused dream. Um, ties into Sox on Tap after dark here. So here goes Tony. Last night after we record, the very last thing I do before I go to bed, no time to unwind, whatever. I hit the pillow immediately after, and my mind's still on the White Sox game. You know, granted it was a frustrating loss, whatever. But we had just recorded that. We we had gotten through, talked through, previewed this game today. So my, uh, my mind is on uh, Tuesday night's game here, game two of this series. And the dreams are just – sometimes, you know, like it's just kind of like dull or you don't really remember anything. This is pretty damn vivid. I wake up in a hotel room, random hotel room. Look at the clock. It says 11.40 p.m. I'm like, holy shit. I call you. I said, did I miss the show? Did I miss the game? Did I miss the show? And you said, no, no, no. Game's just about to start. I'm like, what the fuck? It's 11.40 at night. And he said, no, 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 get on down to the ballpark. For whatever reason, the hotel I was in was in Anaheim. I meet you down. I, lo- I love I love that this – all right, I just got to stop you here. I, yeah. I, I love that this game is starting at 1140 at night. Right, exactly. I'm telling you get down there. This is fantastic. Like I said, I'm in yeah. full – this is just what was on my mind before I went to bed, right, because we had just recorded Socks on Tape After Dark. So, uh, I like I said, for whatever reason, that hotel room's in Anaheim. I get an Uber over to the ballpark. And it's so late there. And this is 11, like I'm talking like 11.40 California time, all right? That's the best time for a baseball Into the ballpark, game to start. There are about 15 to 20 White Sox fans. We're all sitting down behind the White Sox dugout. You and me are sitting right by the on-deck circle. There are about 30 to 40 Angels fans because it's so fucking late. Sitting right behind Angels dugout. It's rowdy all game. We're chanting back and forth, yada, yada, yada. Game goes on. It kind of like normal, whatever. It, it ends up being 3-3 as we get into the eighth inning, all right? And... The whole game, it's a little bit rambunctious, though, because guys are like, you know, it just felt a little more energetic, right? Just kind of how I play up baseball in my mind. You know, talk about the good vibes, the energy here. All right, so for whatever reason, the White Sox are wearing ridiculous hats when they're on deck for good luck. Sombreros, cowboy hats, fucking A.J. Pollock, Notre Dame guy, wearing a freaking green leprechaun hat. We're sitting right by the on-deck circle. A.J. Pollock comes up, one out in the eighth inning, and we're saying, hey, A.J., we need a big hit. Your game's tied. You know, come on, do something. He's like, okay. I need, I need something for courage, though. We hand him a beer from our stash that we have there. I don't know why they're selling beer at fucking, like, one in the morning there, but they are. Hey, it's not the seventh inning. Or it's right. not the eighth inning. Yet. So, we, we, we hand AJ Pollock a beer. He drinks the whole thing in one swig, flips off the leprechaun hat, puts on his helmet, goes up first pitch, rocks it out to left center field. As you and I high-five, celebrate, home run, boom, alarm, goes off. I wake up. I don't know how the game ended. That was a dream, though. 
all infused by socks on tap after dark. Hey, that's fantastic. <laughs> I can tell you how that game finished. The Sox won that one, and you and I were drinking victory beers. This is right. fantastic. I love the idea just of, of ridiculous on-deck circle hats. Yeah. It, it was it was the most wild thing ever. I, I, it just it, it all just happened that way. And like I said, it was vivid, too. It's like I, I remember I see all, I saw all the details. I saw the Budweiser in your hand. I saw the Bud Light in my hand with the with the um you know the condensation on the outside of the can and shit it, it was it was wild so th- there's your bedtime story from socks on tap after dark here Viv- vivid dreams from johnny nani this is this is interesting we've we've entered a new realm on socks on tap after dark this is fantastic there's so much to unwind from this just the fact that i, I can only rationalize this with maybe a rain delay in anaheim that yeah, night I- you know. No idea why it started that late, but I called you and you said, no, game's just about to start. Get over here. Yeah, this is perfect. I don't know how we're going to make this happen, but that was pretty cinematic. Yeah, uh, it was. I, I would say. I'm sorry the alarm went off right at that moment. It's like, you, you ever have that? Like when you have yes. a dream known, like, you know, like something, whatever it may be, you, like you hear, like you heard like a noise or something like that. And it coincides with your alarm. So yes, your that's, mind, that's like, timing that up. Yeah. Again, it's not yeah. a simulation. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just think that this is this is wild because you got left out of the ninth inning. Right and now you're gonna go to sleep and you're gonna be like, I wanna know what happened in that ninth right. inning. I, you're never gonna get that. Yeah. You, never, you can't force it. I can't force it, but you know. No, you will never you either will way never get it was, there. It was great while it lasted. I, the I mind think, is a cruel place. I think that, that that is something that we can dream bring from Dreamland into reality, though, is I think ridiculous on deck hats would be funny. That yeah, would be, I'd love to pull that out. P- Peabode's here. He says Tony's Budweiser hat would be perfect for on deck. Yeah, who would rock yes. that on the White Sox? Maybe Gambit Sheets. Pitchers can't hit anymore, but Lance. Yeah, Lance would Lance would rock the Budweiser hat. Maybe during some long toss. <laughs> See, like I, maybe Adam Engel, but I don't know yeah. if he's a Budweiser guy. Yeah, yeah I don't know. But, uh, uh, but he's had I'd... the same walk-up song for a while. I feel like somebody's got to walk up to that in a country song. Yeah, Andrew Vaughn, maybe. Maybe Andrew Vaughn. But, like, could you really imagine Andrew Vaughn? Like, now we're really off the rails. Socks on tap <laughs> after dark. Which White Sox player drinks Budweiser? Yeah. Lance wouldn't put it past him. I know he said he likes some IPAs, but, man, he's a, he's a, he's a boy from the heartland. He, he's an Indiana guy. So, you know, you can see that. Andrew, like, I can't picture Andrew Vaughn in the Budweiser hat. I've got to find maybe nah. AJ Pollock doesn't really remind me of a Budweiser guy. <laughs> Jake Berger. Oh yeah. He's a, yeah. a Bud Light guy. I could yeah. see him putting down maybe a couple of, of Budweiser's and uh, yeah. uh, Jake Berger. He, he He's kind of like, yeah, I could see him doing that. St. Louis kid, right? Yeah. Like that's gotta be your go-to. It's gotta be, it's gotta be Jake Berger. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. I agree. We got, we got some uh, we've green got, in the we've, comment here, too. Yeah, we, we've got yeah, a side. Mike said Lance, too, but, you know, pitchers can't hit anymore. So this, this we, is all this is all on deck and we were I sitting think, right there. So, yeah, we, we need this as like an on tap Sportsnet article, though. Johnny is yeah. like, what beer is every White Sox player? Yeah, no, we, we, we definitely run that. We guys whip something up together. Um, all right, Tony, 
it was an ex- another excellent night here on Socks on Tap After Dark. Thank you to all of our listeners here, close to 1 a.m. Uh, Central Time, tuning in with us. We appreciate it. Make sure you're subscribed to On Tap Sports on YouTube so you can join the conversation. We still got a couple more of these because there is one more uh, Wednesday night's game is the same time as it has been, and then a 9:15 start uh, for that Friday night game. Uh, out in San Francisco to start the next series. So uh, once again, on tap sports on YouTube, subscribe, uh, get in the comment section and we'll feature them up here uh, as we record. Go and visit on tapsportsnet.com and check us out on social media at socks on tap at on tap sportsnet. Tony, it was a great win. Enjoyed having some victory beers here with you after dark till next time. White Sox forever. White Sox forever. <laughs>